there! Welcome to episode 53 of the Wave Back Music Podcast. My name is Chris. And I'm Matt. And we're here to listen to the most interesting video game music there is. What you were just listening to is a track called Kazakh Enemy Base Theme. It comes to us from a time when arcade ports could go one of two ways. Try to emulate the original or go their own way. This one was the latter. Put on your red scarves because tonight we listen to the music of Strider for the Nintendo Entertainment System. How you doing, Matt? I'm all right. How are you? I am. Uh, I am also all right. This was a. Uh, this was an interesting one to gather notes on because I don't have a, a whole lot of history of actually playing this game before. So uh, we'll uh, we'll dive into that in a little bit. Why don't you Why don't you ki- hit us with some history, Mister Matt? Well, sure. Strider for the Nintendo Entertainment System was released in North America in July of 1989. It was developed at the same time as its arcade counterpart, but instead of being a port, it was its own unique game. Mechanically speaking, the two games have a lot in common, but instead of trying to emulate the flashy graphics and screen-filling attacks of the arcade game, Strider for NES went its own way, resulting in a top-notch action classic. Strider is a unique game in that it was part of a three-pronged launch strategy. Capcom wanted to hit both the arcades and NES markets with their new character, and at the same time launch a manga series featuring him as well. In May of 1988, Strider Hiryu appeared in the manga anthology Comic Computique. The NES Famicom game was based pretty directly on that, while the arcade version more or less did its own thing. Interestingly enough, it was the arcade version that found more long-term fame, so much so that the Famicom version of Strider never even saw release. The NES game still managed to be localized though, and received generally favorable reviews. As such, it's managed to maintain a pretty positive fanbase, even in the shadow of its much more popular arcade cousin. The music in the NES version of Strider comes to us from Harumi Fujita, who has done a number of games for Capcom over the years. She's worked on games like Bionic Commando, Final Fight, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, and one of my all-time favorite games, Mega Man 3. Oh, I can't wait to do that episode. After leaving Capcom, she continued to write video game music on a freelance basis for several years, including the Capcom-published Magical Tetris Challenge for the Game Boy Color. Sadly, the last game credit I could find for her was almost 10 years ago with the Nintendo 64 game Viewpoint 2064, which also was never released. Footage of a nearly finished version of the game showed up online a few years ago, and it honestly looks and sounds pretty cool, so... Uh, well, let's let's talk about our history with this game, Matt. This was your suggestion. Why mm-hmm. did you pick this? Um, I can remember being a very small child and uh, seeing this for the first time. Um, a, a childhood friend of mine had it, and he, you know, introduced me to it, and we played it incessantly. And I just thought the character was really, really cool. Like, you know, I'm at that age where it's like ninjas are cool, and this guy looks like a ninja, and he just is like like a Tasmanian devil of blades who just hacks and slashes his way through everything. And he doesn't and, slow down. Like, no! You keep moving while you're swinging the sword, and that was so unique for that time, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, he only had one one speed setting, forward. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I think really that's... I played it mostly at my friend's house, and I probably begged my mom to buy it for me, and I never got it. Um I think many, many years later, as more of a, an uh, adolescent, like, you know, 17, 18, I, I probably got my hands on it or, or something. And uh, matter of fact, 
I do have it. What am I talking about? I do have it. I got my hands on it uh, sometime in my 20s, I think, and I played it a handful of times on my NES console, which still works. Um, but, um, you know, a lot of those old games are really clunky and, and hard and, you know, there's no save. Like, we're spoiled these days with save spaces yeah. and, and things like that. And there's n- not really any of that. The password systems, you know, awful to say the least. So I never really got very far through it. And, you know, you get frustrated or as an adult, you got stuff to do. And you're like, oh, all right, well, I'll pick this up later and later never comes. So, but, yeah. um, what spawned my desire to do this episode was actually the, um, the updated version of, uh, what's on the consoles now, uh, Xbox One and, um, so forth is the, uh, Strider game, uh, beautifully redone. The graphics are incredible. Anybody who's, uh, familiar with, um, a similar game like Shadow Complex, you know, it's, it's great. It's, you know, it, it plays just like, uh, Super Metroid where you, um, you know, you go, you, uh, what do you call it? You hunt around, you find items, you backtrack because now you have a new item and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. Collectibles, the whole nine. But they did such a great job, like, upping the wow factor with the weapon. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's just awesome. You can, you can turn it into, like, a freeze sword that freezes enemies in blocks of ice. You can have a power up that explodes on contact. It's, it's so super cool. It's I've I've always wanted to play that game, but I never I never really got it. Is it it's on three sixty, not three sixty and PS three, not PS four and Xbox One? I don't remember. I will. When the hell did that, that even come out? I don't know. Uh, Two thousand and sixteen, I believe. Uh, I'll tell you now. Okay. Yeah. Well. Well. Either way, my history with this game is actually pretty recent. I uh I, I have a lot of history with the arcade version and the uh, the Genesis version, uh, mm-hmm. which I remember playing in a friend's house and. I always thought the character was super cool, and I never got very far into the game. And then when mm-hmm. they put him in Marvel vs. Capcom, I just loved the redesign of him. He was yes, it was just so gorgeous. And when they um redid, you know, when they made Strider two for PlayStation, see now we have an action game where Strider looks like he does in MVC, and it's just that game was so freaking good, man. That game was awesome. Uh, so when they they talked about that new relaunch one, I really wanted to try it, but it wasn't. I remember I don't remember being on any consoles that I owned like. I was sad that it didn't come out on Wii U. And, uh, <laughs> so to so to so to clarify, it came out in February of 2014 for Windows, PS3, PS4, Xbox 360, and Xbox One. Oh well, I guess I do have a system I can play it on. I should probably buy that. Well, there you have it. What am I waiting for? It's a uh, it's a good game. I think if you just play it through and you don't go like achievement hunting and stuff, you uh, can yeah, get that's through. That's not it. me. <laughs> You're not an achievement hunter. I'm not. I used to be. I like even when I was a kid, I used to like try to 100% certain things. But I've I've long since given up on that. I just like to play through games so that I can experience them and then move on to the next thing because my time with games is so limited. I get that, man. I'm I'm still an achievement hunter, but more on the how much can I cram into one playthrough of this game. <laughs> and the kicker is like there's always an achievement. You beat the game on normal. It's like beat it on hard plus plus. And it's like I'm not playing this through a third time. <laughs> You're stupid. So this NES version of Strider, I really didn't. I, I never messed with. I never played the NES version when I was a kid. And mm-hmm. um, I I believe I have messed around with it once or twice. Like as as in like messed around with it enough to play around on the first stage for maybe a minute or two. Uh, <laughs> the other day I turned it on. I have a uh, you know I modded my NES Classic Edition. It's in my living room, and 
I had a little bit of time and my daughter was distracted and my son was taking a bath upstairs. So I was like, all right, I'm going to play Strider. Like, you know, we're doing it on the show. I may as well spend some time with it. And it sure. is it is just such a completely different game from the arcade version. It's a, yes. a just a totally different animal. He controls differently. I mean, he's still got the whole he doesn't slow down when he swings his sword thing. but And mm -hmm. it's still that super cool kind of shing, 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 laser mm -hmm. sword kind of sound. But, you know, this one's all about, like, finding discs and... Uh, translating them and whatnot and uh you know so, so i guess metroidvania elements to an extent but it's yeah. you know more like you go to these different stages and then try to find all the bits in them and then go back and and translate them and whatnot and it's a pretty neat game i i was really digging on it um took me a little bit to kind of get the hang of it uh it's not as polished as a lot of capcom games from this time um, which uh, was was a little jarring for me, you know, because we're talking <laughs> about, uh, you know, these are the these are the Capcom games that are with the the purple border around them on the boxes, and so we're talking, you know, Mega Man Two, Mega Man Three, uh, but I mean, even going back to some of their other stuff like like Gunsmoke and whatnot, this is um this was just not quite as polished as uh, some of the other games. Just a lot of choppiness, maybe from the the sprite being a, a bit larger than most other sprites on the console at the time, right? But uh, either way, I mean, it was still very cool, uh, very fun, and uh, I'm looking forward to spending some time with the soundtrack, because I didn't really listen through to this soundtrack very much, because it's one of those rare opportunities where I get to experience it for the first time nice. on the show, and um, I, I can say, I can honestly say I didn't dislike any of the music that, that, <laughs> that I heard when I was playing the game. I think I only got to stage two, mm -hmm. but uh, it wasn't like, holy crap, sticking with me, so I'm, I'm really excited to see where this goes, because... I love the character. I love the mythology, um, yep. and uh, I, I love this composer. She wrote, I think the uh, she wrote two songs on Mega Man Three: Needle Man and maybe Gemini Man. I'll, I, I for, forgive me if I screwed that up, but um, those are great, great songs for Mega Man Three. So uh, there's a, a heck of a, a pedigree here. So let's 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 get started, shall we? Yes, let's. All right, uh, the first uh, track we're going to listen to is, I believe, the title screen, which is called Strider Hear You Opening Theme. Uh, so let's go ahead and give it a uh, give it a whirl. Oh, by the way, we're listening to the whole soundtrack tonight. Um, usually it's that we, short. Yeah, usually we try to limit ourselves to around 10 songs, and uh, but this is one of the, well, there's 14 songs, and a lot of them aren't that long. So no. I figured, what the hey, let's go for it. Let's, let's pound back the whole thing. So here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Track number one, Strider Hear You, opening theme. Enjoy. <laughs> Thank you. 
So that was a Strider Hear You opening theme. Uh, that's That was really good. Yes. That was, was really good, really interesting. I didn't sit on the title screen when I played it the other day, so... Most don't. What the hey? Um, it, usually I do, that's the thing. Huh? Uh, and this time I very much did not, but boy, that was a... That was really cool. It was really, I, really cool. I love that first part before the, the they do the, the drum fill. Do, 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 do. That yeah. first part is so boss. Like Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. The the handful of times that I've listened to this um in the past week or so, I keep thinking to myself, what would this sound like as like a metal cover? I just want to do it so bad. Has have you found this online? I haven't looked for it. I, yeah, I probably I'm sure someone's done it, but I haven't looked for it. But like you know what it is, I I want to do it. I don't I don't care what other people do. I want I want to do it myself, you know. But yeah, yeah I sure like how this this just kind of is a really dynamic tune. It kind of goes all over the place. It reminds me a little bit of like the you know the really good Mega Man title screen music. Yes, and um, it just kind of it, it changes tempos. It it just it, it rocks. It's really good. No, absolutely. Um, I think one of my favorite parts about the track, apart from the intro and just how good and dynamic it is, is that its main melody. They put this um, this not so subtle reverb on it. So the main melody has a big like uh, it has a level of depth to it that sounds really great, just like sitting on top of of everything else that's going on. I think that's mm-hmm. I think that's a beautiful touch to the whole track. I really liked the um. I don't really know what the the technical term is for it when it kind of um. <laughs> Uh, just the do 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 like that kind of an offbeat thing where mm-hmm. everything kind of slows down. I really, I'm I'm not good at musical technical terms. But I'm not either. Yeah, I, I I feel like that's not something you hear a lot in NES music. It's just that kind of um, just that that kind of technical nuttiness going on in in a track like this, and uh, we went all over the place. Very energetic. I I dig it, man. I really dig it. I was very very pleased with this. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, um, you know, I, I've I've talked about it every episode since we've done the level one episode. You get a great idea of what you're in for. Uh, I think playing this game, and I think um, I think this the that particular track itself lends itself to the idea of running, run and gun, like hack and slash, straightforward, just like a like a Ginzu set off. You know, mm-hmm. it does really set the stage for for what you're getting into. You know, it's uh. It is appropriately epic, considering like, I mean, obviously the translation and all this is pretty garbage. Sure. Uh, yeah. this, but follow, following the plot, but you know, you're you're a Strider here. You, you're like a Strider, and you're like there's other Striders, and like some dude wants you to kill your friend, and you're like, ah, oh, I can't do that because <laughs> reasons. And then you go out, and it's just it's it's just got that such '80s badassness to it. And uh, oh yeah, this this music really really sums that up very very well yeah liked i mean it. yeah i liked it a lot i liked it a lot all right let's move on to track number two blue dragon hq theme uh this is the this is the scene where this is like when you're looking at that big computer screen right where you're chilling and uh uh translating things and whatnot Yes. Yeah, I think that's what this is. Yeah, so this is a neat little track. Uh, enjoy it. Blue Dragon HQ theme. Mm-hmm. 
interesting song that is. It is. Um, I don't know that I could see it fitting anywhere else in the game other than that, like you said, that big blue setup screen. It's where you get most of your um, plot and, and storyline and yeah direction and stuff. I think it's like the password screen as well or something. It's like kind of when it goes it's towards the end before the loop where it kind of goes like the da, 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 like it almost like weird show tuny kind of sounding bit there. You can almost hear that in like a shop theme. Not that that's that's a thing in this game, but uh sure. It's it's so um oh, I wish I could remember what game this is reminding me of. This this particular like the It's not, you know, Almost it, like a, it, that kind of like typewriter-ish sound with the drums. Like it's like. A it's funny. I was actually going to talk about the drums. I actually kind of really like them. Uh, I do you too. Know, yeah. The limitations, obviously, of the of the of the capabilities of, of the NES stuff. Uh, it's it's fairly cool. Like the yeah, it's like a it's like an upbeat. Like it almost feels jazzy. Like in in some it does. kind it's of like a very jazzy. It, this could be level music in a different game. Yes. I feel like when someone makes fun of jazz, this is kind of what they have in mind, if that makes any sense. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, and again, there's that that uh, that melody that has the reverb on it. That's kind of a a common theme, I think, through mm -hmm. uh, most of the music for this game. Uh, is this that one particular whatever synth sound that is? Uh, it has this very heavy reverb on it. Yeah, it does. It it does sound pretty deep, <laughs> deep, deep. <laughs> Just gonna keep saying deep. And that's our show. Deep. Yes. I hope you had a wonderful evening and enjoyed our deep conversation about Strider's music. Well, let's get a little deeper into the soundtrack <laughs> of Strider. <laughs> I'm glad we make ourselves laugh. We do. Uh, we got to make someone laugh, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's move on to the next track, which is Kazakh Enemy Bass Theme, which I think this is the one that I used to open the show, right? I can't, I can't, can't even remember. That was like five minutes ago, and yes, it that is. That was five, yeah, okay. So this is this is the level one music. This is the song in this game that I am most familiar with, and then everything else is just going to be whatever for me. So yeah, uh, let's go ahead and listen to Kazakh Enemy Bass Theme. Enjoy.
<laughs> that that is a song, man. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't this doesn't sound like it's going to go to a good place. Oh no, it's a great song. It's just it's so it's kind of weird, you know? Like Yeah. So you're starting this this action game, right? And you're you got this super cool sword and this is just like it's so staccato, you know what I mean? Mhm. And and here I am th- farting out ten dollar words when I'm saying I don't understand music, special fancy music words. But I mean, like that's just what I I know that one. It is staccato. Darn it! Look it up, kids. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just everything is so staccato, and then like it just kind of turns into these uh, a couple of like kind of you know sustained notes here and there. But it's it just always keeps coming back to those like. <laughs> It's like I love our terrible renditions of the songs we just heard. That's like my favorite part of the show. We should do a special episode where we just <gasps> sing the music. Oh, <laughs> can we please? All all six of our listeners would swear off of us forever. <laughs> That's a great way to go out, I suppose. Yeah, really. We're gonna go down. We're gonna go down in style. Oh, big time! Guns blazing. Yeah, but really, this is a this is a very very cool song. It's it's an unexpected stage one track. Um, but it it does actually work because uh, the game actually isn't as much of a straightforward action game as you're kind of led to believe, especially if you're playing this NES version after playing the arcade version. Because, you know, Strider is a very offensive character, you know, like he's all offense. He's got yes. very little in the way of of defense and, and waiting for things. And that's just, <laughs> especially in the, God, in the arcade version, you know, you're getting all these little mechanical doodads that follow you around shooting lasers and spinning around in little circles and whatnot. It's, it's nuts. And, um, you kind of have to quickly get used to the fact that that's not what this game is, is you're really searching for these things and, and mm-hmm. finding ways to get from point A to point B. Like it's, it's just, a, it's got a little bit more of an adventure element to it. And this music does a good job of kind of setting that stage and tampering your expectations for what you're about to get into. Because if you just go in expecting to go from point A to point B and fight a boss and swing your sword, you're you're not going to figure out this game very well. Yeah, uh, no, you're going to be lost very quickly. Yeah, so uh, I I think it works. I think it works quite well. I am I'm very happy with it. I, I agree. Just about everything you said is is pretty much what I have written down. Yes, children. Matt actually listened to the tracks and took notes this episode. This is a strange day. It is. Chris hasn't listened to it, but Matt has. What are we? Mm-hmm. What is it? April first. Dogs and cats living together. Ah, oh, pandemonium. Mass hysteria. Ah. Uh, do you like a cup of coffee? I don't drink coffee. Yes, have some. <laughs> <laughs> yes, have some. Anyway, um, <laughs> so, so no, uh, everything that you said is is pretty on point uh, to what again what I wrote down. I think um, what I take away from the songs is uh, level one. Again, your introduction to the game, get a great feel of what's about to happen. Uh, musically, sonically, it's to me, it's got a sense of urgency. This uh, th- again, this idea of this Tasmanian devil of blades whirling forward and hacking and slashing its way through uh, its objective to its objective, I suppose. Um, I think it, it lends itself to that. The other thing that I have is I wrote I wrote that. It's very playful with its structure and drumming. Uh, <laughs> what I mean by that is one of the things you pointed out in an earlier track was the it does that again here. It, brings it does, that, yeah. It, it does it in such a great way that it almost feels, um, 
like a modern, ooh, a modern song, uh, just with you know chiptune esque music. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a great, it's a great, um, like sh- it's got great structure to it, in that it, you know, it's doing its thing, it's doing its thing, and then it just kind of throws in a little bit of a dynamic piece to come back. And I think mm-hmm. I think it does it very very well. I concur. <laughs> oh man, what's next? Well, sticking with Kazakh, which I, I'm pretty sure I'm pronouncing that right. K a z a k h. Yeah. I believe the H is silent because uh, I don't think they want me to call it Kazakh H. Uh, but this is the uh, Kazakh rail carrier theme. Uh, I am, I'm assuming there is a rail carrier of some sort in this stage. I don't remember that being a thing. Nord- I found a bunch of discs, and then I went to the desert, and then I had to turn the game off because my daughter was trying to eat a remote. Mm. So that was pretty much where I stopped. So uh, uh, let's, let's, let's dive into the territory of songs I do not know. Here is the Kazakh rail carrier theme. Enjoy. Russian? You know what? Yeah. I can definitely hear that there's a uh, Eastern European vibe to that. I could play Tetris to that song. <laughs> uh, you know, to be fair, I could play Tetris to any song, but that's, that's true. neither here nor there. I know, I, but I fully get what you're saying. There is, um, I don't know. I don't know that I could, uh, I don't know that I could help you put your finger on it, but I definitely hear. Uh, something there with I that. think it's the drums like like I just feel like you could be doing the the stereotypical like kicking your legs out I should stop talking I shouldn't talk about things <laughs> have you had enough sleep today I have not ah uh, that'll do it that'll do it <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the hell I'm talking about um I don't know what I'm talking about either so yes, so that track, um, I have the best notes I've written, I think, ever in the history of note taking. Period, and all it simply says is fun, ampersand, bouncy. Yeah, it is. It is pretty bouncy. <laughs> I like. I think. Um, I think uh, something about the music actually, uh, to me, I think it's the drumming, lends itself a little bit to the idea of a train, like the the concept of a yeah, all right. a rail system maybe mm-hmm. i'm maybe i'm reaching i don't know but i i hear some kind of like uh what do they what did johnny cash call it the uh boom chicka boom of a train i i don't know 
Clickety clack is what all the children's books say. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, I'm gonna go with my Lord and Savior Johnny Cash and say it's boom chicka boom. But there's a there's a there's something about that in this track. I hear a little bit of that uh, in there. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Anyway, and and this is the, this is the other thing about this is um it reminds me it, this this smells so much like Mega Man Four music to me. Yeah, you um, know. I, I agree with you. I hear a lot of Mega Man in this, the, the, specifically Mega Man Four. This the the drums, uh, the, the boy. Please forgive me if I'm misusing this word. The syncopated drums, mm-hmm. huh. uh, <laughs> just the and and the, it's the same instrument. Like it's the same drum sound that's sure. just like all over the Mega Man Four soundtrack. Um, this just kind of reminded me a lot of that, and I don't think she worked on uh, Mega Man Four, but uh, boy, oh boy, I uh, have a- it was not a bad song. No, no, not, not at all. Song. And and I have an update. Um, the level in question, the uh, Kazakh uh, rail carrier, uh-huh. is actually a level on which you are uh, scaling across a train in motion. Well, well, well. Look what we have here. <laughs> uh, so there you have it. Hacking and slashing your way across a giant train. Well, it's better than doing it across a small train. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the desert, uh, let's move on to uh, the hidden... <laughs> I, don't know. I will pay good money for another segue like that. <laughs> you know, we'll see where the night goes. Uh, so, hidden pyramid base theme is next, and oh, um, I mean, really, a hidden uh, hiding a pyramid is hard enough. But if you've hidden a pyramid that's got a base in it, you know that you are a bad guy organization that is uh, worth the oh. good guy's time. Like you, you've, yeah, this is some cobra level stuff, right? Not here, not so. only did you hide your base inside of a pyramid, you hid your pyramid. You hit your pyramid. Think about, think about that. It. Yeah, just think about that. Think about that while you listen to this song. I mean, unless, of course, you just hit it behind another pyramid. And that's, <laughs> that's way less impressive. <laughs> oh, my God. Here is Hidden Pyramid Base theme. <laughs> oh, God. Enjoy.
is a that is some stereotypical pyramid music. If I ever like, that's borderline offensive. <laughs> yeah, borderline offensive is uh, is definitely is definitely that just the, <laughs> definitely the word I'd use. Um, it sounds I, like well, you've seen Ishtar, right? So uh, <laughs> just go, just do that with a Nintendo. <laughs> uh, sure thing, boss. And then, uh, yeah, I, I I don't know, man. Like it wasn't bad, and like you no. kind of get this kind of stuff a lot from from this era. But there yeah. was something about just the the way that the the notes just all these like weird sour notes, and it all like made sense. It was all like stylistically accurate. Just like, but man, when it started going like super fast, I was going like, wow. All right, this is this is we have now entered silly territory on this particular track. So. Uh, yeah, as far as the game is concerned, like, yeah, you're climbing the side of a pyramid, you end up inside of a pyramid, it's all brown, like, you know, it, what you're hearing is, is is exactly what you're seeing. Um, mm. But, but like, detach it from the game, though, and it's not a bad track, I actually like those kind of trilly parts, of, they're kind of, kind of cool, like, for... They the, are, they're cool and they're bold, you know, because this was yes. like, um, it reminded me a little bit of when... Um, in the Snake Rattle and Roll soundtrack, David Wise just goes straight up like, "Now nah, I'm playing a guitar solo. I don't give a crap if it's out of an <laughs> NES." And like, it just goes to these like crazy like 1950s style guitar yeah. solo sounds that are like super fast, and it can sound awkward coming out of an NES. And in it definitely kind of does here, but I still respect that it happened. You know, like it's just yes. No, we're we're she absolutely owned this track. Like exactly what she was going for. She's just like caution to the wind. This is my generic, uh, my generic uh, pyramid music. This sounds Egyptian as heck. So let's do it. And I, I, I'm in. I'm game. Good job. <laughs> I'm game. I like it. No, it's definitely true though. Like um, like you said, it's it's um, it's par for the course in this era uh, to hear something you know, like this, uh, uh, unfortunately now, you know, we're looking back with, with, uh, older eyes and, you know, 20, 30 years in some cases. And we're like, uh, that stuff doesn't fly anymore guys, but, uh, damn if it ain't good. Yeah. Like this, this really, this really isn't bad. It's just like, nah, we're, know, we're being silly about it, but, uh, but yeah. it's true. It's a, it's a good track. It sits, it sits well. It does what it needs to do. It's, you know, it's it's just it is, it is a, we are approaching it with this with a bit of a silly angle, but it really is kind of a silly track. I mean, at the end yes. of the day, like this is this is just so generic uh, as far as like this brand of music. It's like they said to her, make Egyptian music. Like I make, wouldn't be surprised if that was like yeah, the, like the this post list level is in a pyramid. We're making a pyramid level make pyramid music, and then <laughs> she did this. So I don't know it works. So we're heading back to Kazakh, apparently. Uh, this next track is the Kazakh China Munitions Base. I am going to assume they are not talking about plates. Uh, so maybe they're loading, like, T-sets into cannons and shooting them. That would be China Munitions. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and let this joke die right on the vine and let us head into our next track. Kazakh China Munitions Base. Enjoy. Thank you. 
Okay, before I get to the good stuff about this, which there is plenty to talk about. <laughs> oh, man. It sounds like this munitions base is inside of, like, a beatnik slam poetry club. <laughs> <laughs> good grief. I mean, what the he- What fresh hell? <laughs> um, what is going on inside of this munitions base? Like, this is, this is like, I could, I could imagine... Like a a dude in a beret and those round black sun- sunglasses or whatever, like snapping his finger and just like, and the birds surrounded me like a cool daddy-o. <laughs> and that's, that's my impersonation of a beatnik. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, boy, this was a weird, weird track to attached to this game i agree um what i'm gonna say about it is i feel games of this era and this generation all have that one quintessential sneaking around music theme and this is it for this game are you sneaking around in this munitions base it's impossible for strider to to sneak around he's just a giant sword (laughs) just cutting through things um (laughs) I don't I don't quite know. I don't think I've ever gotten this far in the game. I'm I'm actually attempting to see if I can find something to like put a put a visual to the audio. Gotcha. Look, um so this this track, I cannot imagine how well this would fit with the actual gameplay itself, but um Similar to a lot of the stuff that I, I this is start, starting to remind me of Rocket Knight Adventures, where mm-hmm. you've got this great music that just does not fit with the game. And um, so that being said, not really having any uh, a way of knowing how this fits with the stage, I'm really impressed with how many different drum sounds are being used for that drum beat. Like, it's it's really, really approximating, um, you know, different hi-hat hits and whatnot. It's, it's doing a really, really technical job. Like, at first, you might even think it's just, like, a couple of different sounds, but I feel like there's, like, four or five different drum sounds in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd, I'd like to listen to it again, uh, and, and likely will after the show, to really kind of uh, pay a little bit closer attention to that. But this is a, this is a wild song. Out of like, curiosity, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but I think myself i need to know this and i think the fans need to know this when you listen to it again are you gonna write more slam poetry uh i am always writing slam poetry oh. in my head it i feel like stop i feel like i just got slammed <laughs> this is the single greatest episode <laughs> anyway uh to 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 answer your question about uh the the visual versus it looks like um, the level itself is it. It actually re- is reminiscent of a of a Ninja Gaiden uh, epi- uh, level, kind of towards the end when you're making your way to the castle. It's just like rocks and it's brown and okay. Because Ninja Gaiden, I don't know if you know this about Ninja Gaiden. I don't know how long it's been since you played that, but the stages in that game make absolutely zero sense. Oh, I know, I know, absolutely. Was, um, <laughs> I still have a cartridge to this day, and it was one of my favorite games. And to this day, I cannot, oh man, I don't want to go into this, but to this day, I cannot get past the, the same spot um, just before the castle or whatever, you're out in the <coughs> wilderness and there's like this weird jump you have to do. And to this day, I still cannot do that. 
you talking about like in the the in the mountain stage yes. and you have to like grab onto one side and then jump off and mm-hmm. then fall a little bit too far and then yep. grab on? Yes, that's the one. Ha! Yeah. Can't. Boy, that's day. that's not even vaguely the hardest part of that game. I know. I've seen playthroughs. I've yeah, seen There's so much more F you after that. Oh my god. It's <laughs> terrible. It's so terrible. But back to this game. Yeah, back to this game. I mean, we could talk all day about the absolute oh. insanity that is... Nin- like, if you really think about the logistics of Ninja Gaiden sometime, no. play Ninja Gaiden 2 and be like, all right, I'm on a train and now I'm in the mountains. How did I get here? For- there was no nothing. I just no I walked into a door on the train and now I'm in a mountain. What What is happening right now? What in the blue hell <laughs> is happening right now? What in my blue ninja guy hell, gee, hell... Is going on Blue here. Ninja Strider, bringing it back home. Whoa. Yeah, let's talk about this munitions base before we move on to the jungle. <laughs> this munitions base, which is built completely out of square and rectangular concrete blocks. Ugh. I, are there other things to build munitions bases out of? Um, you know what? You, you make a fair point. Oh, there's I mean, windows. I take it back. There's windows too. Are they also made of blocks? They are square. Actually, <laughs> they're very square. <laughs> Excellent. Well, you know what they say, Matt. It's hip to be square. Uh, Meanwhile, in the jungle, uh, it's, let's move on to the jungle fortress theme. Uh, this is not a hidden jungle fortress no, theme. No, They're no. wearing this one right out on their sleeves. Like, screw <laughs> it. If you want to come into the jungle and find our fortress, if you survive the jungle, you deserve to find our fortress. How's True that story. Say? I agree. I agree. Yeah. I- I'm with them. I'm with yeah. them. You know? It's like, a, like on Endor, like that stuff wasn't really hidden. They weren't no. like hiding, putting leaves on it or anything. Nah. Just, even the even the, the the troopers, they're like white white troopers with like plaid. Uh, well, not plaid, uh, camouflage capes or something. Nah, Leia had the camouflage cape. Boy, I'm tired. Let's listen to Jungle Fortress theme <laughs> from Strider for NES. Enjoy. <laughs> I love when you start with a hmm. And like, I feel like I'm starting all these with a home boost just because it's a not at all what I what I'd expect. I mean, I guess you're inside the fortress in this stage, which which I guess kind of makes sense because this is very it's very technological <laughs> sounding. You know what I, I mean? I again, I thought I lost you. Yeah, no, no. I mean, you did. I I don't know where I went there. <laughs> I just kind of exhaled, stared into the distance, and then I remembered, oh, yeah, I'm doing a podcast. Now, it's very technological sounding, like with all the, the, the beeps and boops and whatnots. And like, it's a really well put together song. It, it's it's super cool, but um, 
I when I looked at this like Jungle Fortress theme, I'm imagining running through the jungle, which obviously I, I, I guess you're not necessarily doing that. And this makes sense for being inside of a fortress. This is more sneaking around to me. This says sneaking around way more than that like cha cha hipster song that we were just listening to. Uh, except is, except for the fact that you are actually running through the jungle. You're on tree branches. There's crap. Really? Yeah. Yeah, Dude, yeah, this yeah. game's soundtrack makes no sense to me. I cannot piece this together. <laughs> this you, is so you weird. Might, you might have to watch like a playthrough and just skip around and, and see if it makes any more sense. Because talking about it detached from the visual doesn't make sense, I suppose. Uh-huh. Uh, but, but I guess seeing it together makes it make a little more sense. Now, granted, I can agree with you where this kind of doesn't make sense. But, like, uh, again... For what we do for this show, a standalone from the from the game itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. <clears throat> it's I personally, this is one of my more favorite tracks of of this soundtrack. Again, it does the the reverb thing with the main melody, and um, it's uh, it's funny that you should say, oh, you know, now we're inside of a fortress of some sort because it sounds futuristic. One of my notes was futuristic in nature. It definitely does have a um, an air of the i what is now the concept of strider this kind of like future dystopia with this um you know sword wielding assassin you know this the assassin's old school but every all the tech is new and stuff mm-hmm. so I, I i think that's very interesting that you kind of uh said it that way it just it just very much it sounds like you're inside of a metal base kind of a thing rolling and around in a tin can well like not necessarily Tom. not not made of blocks <laughs> but, um, uh, look, I mean, um, I, I I agree with you. Of the tracks that we've listened to so far, this was one of my favorites. Uh, this is a really cool. It's a really cool track. It just, I mean, it, it, this one definitely elicited um, non-beatnik uh, imagery, <laughs> imagery for me. It is this elicited action game to me, uh, and and um, so so it definitely works in that department. Uh, I again, I'll have to watch a video or try playing through this game a bit more. But I'm real. I'm I'm definitely like seeing a serious dis- disassociation between the music <laughs> that I'm hearing and what I'm being dis- what's being described. What's being described. But um. Well, let me I, let me let me further screw you up. Uh, two things I want to add. One, uh, visually, I I skipped ahead in this playthrough because I'm I'm still like because I'm thinking to myself, you're you've got to be right. They're, they they got to go into a building, and he goes into some kind of gray temple, and the funniest thing I just saw was one of the enemies. Is hanging from the ceiling. It's a human, a humanoid figure, hanging from the ceiling by its feet, and it lowers itself on a rope and blows darts at you. Huh. Yep. And then the second thing is somewhere in that track, there's that uh, trilly little, and it comes mm. out of nowhere, and it almost like ruins the whole song in a weird way. But it only happens so briefly and so infrequently that it's forgotten about. Hmm. Uh that's the other thing that uh, about that track. I love this track absolutely. I, I could totally do without that one part though. But the fact that it's so infrequent, it's like, all right, whatever. That's fair. <laughs> all right, let's see. We're moving on here. We're we're chugging right along. Let's go to the Kazakh Australia HQ theme. Oh boy. Yeah. Um. If this isn't uh, an NES cover of Land Down Under, <laughs> um, I'm backing out. So. Uh, oh. All right. Don't disappoint me, Strider soundtrack. Enjoy. <laughs>
um, this was definitely the most overtly military sounding track so far. Mm-hmm. I, it was funny that you said if it's not a cover of the land down under and then immediately once it started playing, I said in my head, no, instead we got a cover of the legend of Zelda theme. <laughs> I guess to I could kind of hear that to me. It's so it's, it's gotta be the instrumentation and maybe there's, there's some shared notes in there, but it's so to me, so reminiscent of uh, the legend of Zelda theme. I, I kind of get where you're coming from, but that, that's not that, that's not sticking with me at all. Okay. Well, that's 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 interesting that you got that from that. Um, I st- all I heard was that all I heard was that military drums sound, and it reminded me of like you know Commando or Metal Gear or something. Oh, Commando, yeah. Uh, See that? Yeah, it was good, but this is this again. Uh, like, there's nothing really wrong with it. It just kind of again similar to that uh, pyramid track. This just kind of sounded like somebody said, "All right, write a military." a generic military track and then she did like, there's just nothing special about this you know what i mean right yeah i mean i hate to say this but sometimes some of the soundtracks in general to me are like that or at least when i'm playing some games um because they're not so stand out they just become background music which is yeah, a shame I- but you know some games really stand out and uh, so and sometimes that works so <clears throat> sometimes you don't really like you don't need to be concentrating on how awesome the music is and you just need to be focusing on what's happening in the game. Um, and that's fine. Like, I'm sure this works. See, this I'm assuming is a different HQ, kind of like the one we were listening to earlier with, uh, the, with the blue dragon HQ where you're, you know, there's you're what uh, translating discs and talking to other characters. Like this works for that. The, this, this works for that kind of a situation. So, well, actually this, this track is played in a level that you play. You're going really, yeah. You're going through. Uh, I am constantly wrong tonight. <laughs> it's all right. It's only one show. Um, well, no, you don't have uh, familiarity with the game. It's okay. I don't. It's just it's this is really bugging me out because like it's just one of those things that you can kind of usually piece together by listening to a, a soundtrack, at least a kind of a basic. Uh, and it's so with this. It's also weird to me that this is a level you play because this is such a short track. And the other like levels that we've listened to, they're all like around like two minutes long with a loop, and this mm-hmm. was only fifty four seconds. So that's very strange. I don't. Um, I uh, I'm just. This is you know what the level. It's I say a level, and I guess that's a misnomer. It it really appears to just be like um. How how can I put it? You know, in like uh, Mega Man and and games of that nature, where you're moving from one world to another so you're going from you know the the cold to the hot and there's like that in between screen sorry i was yawning yes yeah <laughs> i know what you're talking about so that's what this level is a lot like it's very All short right. there's like it's kind of like an interstitial level it's uh yeah it's like an uh uh in- intermission yeah intermission like you All right. you you have to proactively move around cuz it looks like there's a couple of um uh, transportation tubes that go to different places so it might be a hub of some sort maybe i don't know uh we could be completely wrong which is great too but uh, we could be we're good at that <laughs> uh, we're, we're making we're trying to make a career out of it so uh th- this one here um it is called inventory next chapter theme you, you got any idea what the heck this is talking about uh no no we don't actually um let's see even my notes have no idea. Well, let's listen to it. Yeah, let's 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 go ahead and listen to it. This is a <laughs> inventory next chapter theme. Enjoy. 
was pretty rad. Yes, I am actually a big fan of that particular piece. Uh, so yeah, I don't know that I have a lot to say about it, but it was pretty rad. I liked it. So if I'm not mistaken, uh, to kind of put a face to the name, that track plays in this portion of the game, I think, where it appears that you've encountered the main bad guy, the Grandmaster, which is just a bad name for a villain. Um, I suppose you have to fight his Grand Dragons as well. Because you do. Anyway, um, you you there's a bubble between you and him that you cannot break or whatever so it's that it's that part in a movie where the villain is behind impenetrable glass and you're about to die and he's like i bet you wonder why i've got you here mr bond so that's kind of the thing and it's just that it's like the interlude slash uh uh next chapter kind of thing Hmm. i wonder if actually plays during the uh when you go into your inventory wouldn't be surprised if that was a thing too. But uh yeah. That's that. But yeah, I dig that little piece of music. It's it's a good um It's good. I almost wanted it to kind of loop around a bunch more, but whatever. I can go into Pro Tools and do it, I suppose. Though. Yeah, go nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good, thanks. <laughs> Just like you're gonna listen to that track and write more beatnik poetry, I'm gonna go Definitely. Ahead and <laughs> go ahead and better believe loop it. that. All right, next up is the Red Dragon HQ theme, and I'm just going to go ahead and not take guesses on what kind of music this is going to be anymore. <laughs> just going to go ahead and assume that it's not what I expect it to be. So, ah, heck with it. I think this is going to be a ska number. Let's let's, <laughs> t- <laughs> let's jump in. Red Dragon HQ theme. Enjoy. Feet first. Okay, that was awesome. Yep, I'm a that big was fan awesome. of that one. Yeah, I like that. <clears throat> apart, I think apart from the main uh, Strider theme, that's uh, top two, if not my top one favorite track of this whole soundtrack. Yeah, I gotta say, like it's it's one of the more full sounding tracks. Like I, there's there's a lot of a uh, a lot of these tracks tend to tend to just feel a little bit hollow. You know what I mean? Sure. Like there's just not a whole lot of bass going on in these. I think that's. I'd have to go back and listen for sure because, like I said, I am very tired. But um, <laughs> it's okay. I feel I I feel like the general overall sound of this uh this soundtrack is a lot of like bass notes, but not a lot of bass sustain. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this one just kind of felt very fleshed out. Uh, it's very very nice track. Very nice. Yeah, it feels uh it feels very full. I think you said it. It feels very full, just as far as um just music in general is concerned. Not so much video game music or anything else. It feels mm-hmm. like a full track, and it definitely could um. It can go on for another minute or two, and I'd still be okay with it. 
Yeah, agreed. This this sounds like it's you know kind of like I was saying where this this game in general feels a bit unpolished. I think the the music kind of reflects that too. That it's just like. Man, when you listen to the stuff that she wrote for Mega Man 3, mm-hmm. and just how incredibly complex and clean and well done, uh, just just incredible. And listening to this, it just kind of feels like this was a first draft, like it just didn't get finished. Um, this well, track f- felt more complete to me than, than some of the other ones. Without, I mean, without, I guess, being there and knowing kind of the, the truth of the matter, when you... Anytime I think you, uh, as a company or a person, attempt a three-prong attack, I think something's going to suffer. You know what I mean? So maybe you could be right. It could be that the game is actually unpolished, unfinished, because it was like, oh, we've got these due dates. We have to, you know, what have you guys got? And we're like, oh, we're like 75% there. And they're like, well, screw it. It's got to go. You know? Yeah, and it's it's so str- it's so strange to me. Like, when, when a game comes out in America and not in Japan in this era, it's very weird. Mm-hmm. It's not a very common occurrence, especially from a Japanese developer. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, that that Capcom started making this game, and it found its way out in America, and didn't release on the Famicom in Japan. Uh, it just so- sounds like there was definitely some strife surrounding this. Um, uh, I mean, it's it's very possible. But this was a very cool tune, and uh, I really liked that one a lot. Yeah. All right, let's keep on going. Uh, next up, we've uh, we've got the boss theme. Um, I didn't fight any bosses, so I'm I'm kind of curious to hear what this sounds like. So here he is, boss theme from Strider for NES. <laughs> some boss that was some boss music right there certainly was yeah not the most interesting boss music i've ever heard but certainly not bad it it uh it's certainly ominous it is fairly ominous it it feels a little sloppy um i don't know just it doesn't stood that didn't really strike me as something that had a lot of thought put into it Again, I'm I'm holding this up to the Capcom torch right now, the the Capcom comparison right now, and you've got thinking of other boss music from Capcom games. From I mean, geez, this was what year did I say this came out again? Eighty nine, eighty nine. All right, so it's still pretty early, but you know we're thinking about like you know the original Mega Man uh, boss music, some Gunsmoke. When was Ducktales? You know, Ducktales was eighty nine. Was eighty nine? When you're comparing it to other Capcom contemporaries, this um. Like, I, I don't mean to rag on your choice here, man. No, but no, like, no. A, a lot of this stuff is coming up short from my expectations, especially okay. of, of something that is regarded as a relatively classic game. And it, it's it's definitely got its high points, but man, that was some that was some there was some low points. <laughs> There's was some relatively boring boss music, all things no, considered. You know, but uh, you know what though? Like that's I'm a big fan, and I I I'm also hated for this, but I'm a big fan of taking things that people are like. It may gone. It's a classic. Like, how could you? And just poking holes in it. And like, because, no, because a lot of people, and I'm, I'm sure I'm, I'm subject to this too, to some time, to some degree. And I'm sure people we know and people around us do this, but they fall into this, like, 
nostalgia fog. And they're uh, like, like I have a, I have a particular friend who's like, oh my god, dude, back in the day, the cartoons were the best. He Man, you know, Thundercats, Voltron, and I'm like, okay, great ideas, but I dare you to watch that shit. Exactly. Like you have this great idea because you were a kid and it was the cool thing, you know. But like now, like if I, I remember buying the first Voltron season on DVD and being so excited. And I popped it in, I sat down, and I got ready to just, like, power through my favorite cartoon as a kid. And, like, three episodes in, I was like, what am I watching? This is garbage. Like, Yeah, it's just not that great. Some things just don't hold up, and that's okay, too. Like, the fact hey, that- Hey, the new Voltron on Netflix, though, oh, is so good. Oh, my God. I unintentionally missed the last two seasons, and then I binge-watched them in two days. I'm, I'm still in the middle of the current season. Oh, man. How? How are you- how are you, I mean, apart from having a family, uh, a real job and a, you know, somewhat of a life, how do you not just put toothpicks in your eyes and watch the whole thing immediately? Because uh, it's, I, I want to. Every time, like, yeah. I'm watching one, I'm like, well, I can't hear it because the baby is going, uh, mm. not crying, just walking around going, uh, because ah, yeah. that's what she does. She's, she's uh, yeah, discovering no, her vocal cords. If I could, no, I, I would binge the hell out of it in a, in a minute. Yeah. Because, I mean, I so talk good. about, like, total tangent here, but man, yeah. when they <laughs> when they were, uh, when they're finished, when they, they quote unquote, beat Zarkon that first time. Mm-hmm. And I'm th- as soon as I'm watching that, I'm like, man, I wonder if this show's going to bring in Lotor. And then Hagar is like, summon Prince Lotor. I'm like, <gasps> <laughs> I could not wait for that season premiere. And Lotor oh, did not disappoint. What nope. an interesting take on that character. Yep. Oh, man, I love Voltron. But yes, no, you're absolutely right that um, a lot of stuff from the olden days uh, mm-hmm. doesn't hold off, hold up. But with NES games... Um, I, I find that they hold tend to hold up a lot better than uh, like like a lot of cartoons from that era. Yes, of course. Uh, there are a lot of older NES games that do absolutely hold up. There are some that don't. Dan yeah. and I have ta- spoken ad nauseum about how much we absolutely hate Karnov. That is a Ooh. crappy game. Yes, it is. It's just a crappy game. Uh, and but neither of us had nostalgia for it. You know, we didn't actually play it much when we were kids. Actually, I think Dan played it a little bit. He thought it was, he was like super stoked when we were playing Karnov. Like, yeah, finally playing Karnov. Dude, this is bad. This is just bad. <laughs> um, and, but th- that's the thing. This game is not bad. Like, no. I, you, I messed around with it and I was having fun. This is not a bad game by any stretch of the imagination. But if you're measuring it up against its, its other Capcom contemporaries at the same time, like, this does not the the polish on it does not hold a candle to stuff like Ducktales uh, or Mega Man. It just doesn't, and it's kind of a shame because this has a lot of really good ideas in it, and it just really makes me think that this. You're probably right. There was a, some sort of schedule thing that just wasn't happening, and they probably diverted uh, more attention to the arcade version because the arcade game is polished. Mm-hmm. Arcade oh, game very is much so. sweet. It's an awesome, awesome game, uh, and I've never read the manga, but. I didn't. I'm going to be honest with you. You taught me something new. I didn't even know there was a Strider manga. Now I'm probably going to go looking for it just to, you know, just to know that it's there and see what it's about. Yeah, I'm curious how it is. All right, uh, that was the boss theme, right? That's where yes, we were a minute ago. All right, so let's let's listen to uh, this is probably my favorite track name: Security Mechanism Theme. That <laughs> mm. doesn't say excitement. I don't know what does. Enjoy. <laughs>
with those very military sounding drums, huh? Yeah, I mean, a lot of the game is spent apart from the uh, jungle and the, the the hidden pyramid. A lot of it's spent in you know military esque facilities. You know, you're <clears throat> so I'm not surprised. Uh, you know that there's a heavy military theme. Yeah, I suppose not. It's it's funny because before the drums kicked in, I was like, boy, this sounds like a western. Oh it yeah, sounds like there's a like a quick draw is about to happen, and then the drums came in. And I'm like, now it sounds like there's a quick draw between two army guys. I guess I don't know. It's <laughs> weird. Uh, I this again relatively relatively generic. Didn't really. I'm not gonna think about this song ever again past this episode. To be honest <laughs> with you, but um, it's just interesting to hear how this the, how it was going from like I thought this was going one direction, and then they bring in those uh those those drums, and it kind of takes a different different path. Really, really changes the feel of the whole track. Yeah, it does. I I actually kind of admire that for the um about this track. I liked I liked this track actually. Um, something tells me it's gonna be stuck in my head because it is right now. I'll probably think about it later too. I think um, I think it does its job. You know, that's the thing. Uh, a lot of these tracks do their job. You know, and yeah. not not this isn't just relegated to Strider, but in general, a lot of video game tracks that you've gone over in the past that will go over in the future, they do their job, and they they. But you know, obviously, some of them really stand out as like really doing their job. You, know, you got an average worker, and then you got that overachiever. <laughs> this is certainly not an overachiever, but. You know, this is good. This is good music. Uh, again, it it fits the style of the game. It if it, it um um what's the word? It it's it's got the same core themes musically, sonically. It's got the same core themes of the game, and yeah, it, it works. It does indeed. It does that. It does work. <laughs> uh, I don't know what security mechanism they're talking about, but it does work. Hmm. All right. Well, we're we're here. We've made it to the end. Uh, this <laughs> wow. next track is the ending slash epilogue theme. Uh, so you've now beaten this game. Congratulations, Matt. Thank you. You did it. I know. Uh, so let's go ahead and listen to the ending epilogue. Enjoy. <laughs>
well, that was, you know, um, it was, it was very ending music. It was very soaring and kind of sweet and a tad romantic. Yes. Yes, it was. Uh, so what happens is you defeat, uh, whatever final boss it is. And then Ganon. Ganon. <laughs> yeah, you defeat Bowser. Ganon. You defeat um, Bowser. You be, <laughs> damn it, you beat me to it. <laughs> uh, you defeat, you defeat, uh, I believe it's Zane. And uh, they give you a little text dialogue, and the dialogue basically says that, uh, you know, thanks to Strider, uh, here you, uh, you defeated the, you know, big baddie, and uh, your boss says, uh, you know, come back to the group, let's uh, let's regroup and let's uh, do. So Hiru politely declines and quote begins to walk. So the ending uh, graphics is the main character just walking in a field and he eventually um stops he looks up must ponder something puts his sword on his back and keeps walking now that is very capcom that is extremely capcom right there like uh like i'm in it for one i'm good that was too much for me thank you i'm gonna pass on the rest (laughs) (laughs) it's like the ending of Mega Man 2 where it's just like Mega Man walking through fields yes like pondering life mm-hmm. where in Mega Man 3 when he looks up at the sky and Proto Man's head is up there it's yeah that is that is very Capcom or it's just half the endings in Street Fighter 2 even like that's true all right so I, I I officially buy that as as a as a Capcom ending theme there you go all right like we got it. you back I like it all right you know what this was this was a this was a really interesting experience for me I'm I'm sorry I was so loopy I, like I said I'm very Don't tired be. but um uh, I, I did have a lot of fun listening to this, and uh, I'm, I'm glad I have now listened to this. I'm glad I've spent some time with this game, because uh, it's, a, it's a cool game, and it is uh, deserving of attention. Uh, and it's nice to call... It's a lot of the times when uh, I, I pick games, I just kind of freak out about the soundtracks, and it's nice to listen to one that it's not like I'm just absolutely nerding out about. It's just like, well, this is just some cool video game music that I was unfamiliar with before. So, hooray. Much like our peaks being very high, our valleys, too, can be very low. Thank you <laughs> for that. I think we more than made up for it with our banter this particular episode. I, 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 I certainly hope so. I had fun. <laughs> I laughed. There, there was laughter. <laughs> I always have fun doing this. Well, I'm glad you're having a good time, because as am I, I am sacrificing sleep for this, and, and I would not have it any other way. <laughs> Excellent. All right, that's going to be our show. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. Uh, Join us next time when I think it's time for Matt and I to go on a vacation. Oh, I can't wait. And what better place for us to go than the tropical island of Donkey Kong Country? I think you mispronounced Bermuda. Ah, that's true. (laughs) I have wanted to do Donkey Kong Country for, for quite a long time. I've actually wanted to do Donkey Kong Land for a long time, but I felt weird about doing that one before I did Donkey Kong Country. Uh, so this is what we're going to roll with next is the Super Nintendo version of Donkey Kong Country, the original release. Um, it's going to be a two part episode because, uh, I tried list, I tried, uh, sifting through it and narrowing it down to enough stuff to do in one episode. And I just, I couldn't cut us, couldn't cut any of these tracks because no. this, this, this soundtrack is legendary for a reason. Mm-hmm. So, um, Donkey Kong Country for Super NES. Uh, it's going to be an absolute blast, and I can't wait to can't wait to do it. And it'll be nice to finally check a Donkey Kong game off of our list, uh, so that we can move on to 
other stuff as well in the, all the those Donkey Kong. other games because there's so much good music in donkey really kong is. man like no it's true you think donkey kong land is an absolutely incredible underrated soundtrack because the game itself is like a lot of people don't like it and i can't blame them for it but um you know then country 2 tropical freeze country returns there's so much good music to be had in this franchise um and this is where the donkey kong country franchise started this was this was the big rebirth of the character right mm-hmm. here um uh, issuing uh, Donkey Kong 94 for Game Boy, which is also an incredible game, but did not birth this franchise. Mm-mm. God, Donkey Kong lineage is weird. Anyways, <laughs> as always, we would love to hear everyone's thoughts and memories of the video games we discussed here today. You can do that on the Wavebook Facebook page. Just search for Waveback on Facebook and you'll find more information about our next games as well as a nice, convenient place to talk about them. Of course, you can always still send us email at mail@ek.com, and while you're at it, check out our social media channels, which you should totally find follow, like, and subscribe to if you haven't already. And be sure to check out all the other great content we have on our site over at geekade.com. We're going to play you out tonight with the staff roll music from Strider. Um, as in a lot of Mega Man games, you'll get an actual ending, and then you'll play some, they'll play something a little bit more upbeat for the actual credits rolling. And uh, that seems to be the case here, as I have listened to a little bit of this one just to kind of make sure we were going out on something good and not something, you know, not good. Boss so. music. It is, yeah, boss music. It's it's a great little tune, and I think it's a really great send off uh, for this classic Capcom NES game. So, uh, uh, Matt, where can people find you on the internet? Um, as always, I'm at geekade.com with you guys. I do uh, all the heavy lifting for Ring the Bell as usual with uh, Jr. Um, I also so you lift Jr. You ah. know, and to be fair, he's losing a lot of weight, so it's not such a hard task anymore. Um, and of course I co-host backdrops and body slams with our very own best Lord Dean DeFalco. Um, and, um, yeah, there we're, we're coming upon, um, con season convention season. So that's true. You might actually see me. Yeah. You might actually see me in front of a camera, uh, for a change. So who knows? We'll see. We'll see what the future holds for the rest of us, right? Yeah, we have. Uh, if you listen to the Stone Age Camera podcast, Dan and I just plugged pretty much everything that's happening coming up soon, including Dan and I are doing a live commentary for the uh, tournament finals of the uh, Level Up Entertainment uh, Classic uh, Retro Game Challenge. They're doing at the Hamilton Mall on Free Comic Book Day. It's the first Saturday in May. Uh, I'm also going to be at the uh, Atlantic City version of Garden State Comic Fest. Mm. Uh, we'll have a table there. Geekate's going to have a table. I'm selling off some of my old video game stuff. It should be a, a heck of a lot of fun. So keep your eyes peeled over at geekate.com for all the other good stuff that we will be uh, doing in person and on our in, in, on our website in the not-too-distant future. So uh, here comes uh, the staff roll from Strider. Thank you again for listening, and good night.
Why don't you why don't you hit us with some history, Mr. Matt? Well, sure. Excuse me. <clears throat> I was I was holding that in the whole time. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Strider for the Nintendo Entertainment System was released in North America in July of eight, 1899. That's right. <laughs> this game's old as f***. <laughs> <laughs> but yet, miraculously still in color. Let's try that again. 